And we have spent a couple of times looking at the subject of prayer, reminding us, which wasn't a bad move, in the, in the light of our study of Jeremiah, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And that's where we were, Jeremiah 29. So in the process, we have tried to remind ourselves, what are we doing here? What is prayer meeting? What is it to remind ourselves? And in the process, in the process of that, we share together the word we've been looking at, prayer, is to speak out loudly, and then you have a little word connected to it, to speak out loudly to God, to talk to God. And that's prayer, talking to God. It means you have a relationship, you've received him as your Savior, and you're able to talk to God. And the base of that relationship is that God is going to make possible the relationship, the how, Galatians and 4.6, the Spirit of God is going to go to the believing heart, in the believing heart, is going to continuous present tense, going to say, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 15, which you're looking at, Romans 8 and 15, the believing heart is going to respond. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption to be placed as sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So the heart, the heart of, the believing heart is what? Going to go and respond. What's it responding to? To the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God says, Abba, Father, Father, and the believing heart catches on, Father. That's how you little children learn to talk. Someone says something and they repeat the word, repeat the word. Now, having said that, that's our relationship. It's a wonderful relationship that you have, and that's prayer. Prayer is being able to directly communicate with God, God talking to us, and us being able to respond, Father, Abba, Father, Father. Now, having said that and keeping that in mind, in the process of it, you want to keep in mind, as we shared enough in the, in the last time or two, to remind us that we're to pray continually and everything, give thanks, etc., and pray. Pray without ceasing, without stopping, etc., being instant in prayer all the time. And so you want to think of prayer, to, if it helps you, think of a wheel, a bicycle wheel with spokes on it. And the bicycle wheel has spokes on it, and, uh, and uh, at the center of the wheel, is, uh, you're at the center, and you're running your life on a 24-hour day basis, and all those spokes represent eating and drinking, work and home and school, and everything you say and do and think, all of those spokes represent. And who the spokes all go to the center, and that's where you are. You're operating 24 hours a day. At noon, you're speaking, talking, thinking, whatever. And you're doing that from the center, from the center. Now, and so therefore, we, and we tend in our 
that's how we have our life like that. And when you think of, if you want to put it into the, in the realm of the local church and the believer, we have baptism. Baptism is an act, a, move, a movement, something you do. You don't do it every day. You understand it and honor God in it and do it. It's an event. It's an event. Uh, we have communion. Uh, we have communion uh, once a month or so. Uh, so we do. And we have communion. A communion is an event, an event that we do. Prayer isn't an event. It isn't an event. It's a relationship. It's in the center. The center. God, in the, God. when you receive the Lord as your Savior in your heart, God in you, Son of God, child of God. It's a relationship. Uh, think of all the ways to understand it we said shared together so that when we uh, think of John 15 we study in the Sunday school, uh, morning worship abide in me and I abide in you the branch and the vine the branch just stays attached to the vine and it just stays there 24 hours a day 7 days a week and it always no matter what the weather no matter what anything it abides and in the same sequence same section our Lord reminds us, in the branch abiding, he says, without me, you can do how much? Nothing. If the branch doesn't stay abiding, it can't produce anything. Simple as that. It can't produce. It has to stay abiding. What do we have? When we get know the Lord as our Savior, you have a unique, awesome, mercy in God's grace, relationship to God. And that relationship isn't the center. It's your relationship. When you're abiding, like the branch, and you abide 24 hours a day, pray without unceasingly, etc. That's why all the statements are made. We pray like that. It's a relationship. So that, here's our wheel with all the things we have every day. And out of it, we go, and we go to work, uh, we eat breakfast or whatever we're doing. And whatever we're doing, pills or whatever we do, uh, we do that and we do it. It's a thing we do. But we do it now based on our relationship to God, which is prayer. Prayer is practicing God's wonderful person and presence in your life. And so everything you do and everything you say, everything is what? It's related to God. Because you're saved, you know the Lord is your Savior, and you're living like that. Prayer is a continuous attitude to God. A relationship. So you don't want to think of it, many people think of it as a spoke. I'm going to go to prayer meeting, or I'm going to go to a prayer time, or I'm going to have my quiet time. As a time in the 24-hour day. And you, I understand that. And, 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 and you, but when you do, no matter what you do, if you, if, you, if you know the Lord is your Savior, you're having that, you're supposed to be abiding, having the relationship, prayerful, looking to God. He's your father. You're his child, his son, if you're really saved. And that's what you're doing. And you're going to show it up. When you go to the prayer time, you're going to have that 
because you're practicing. And that's what I'm trying to get you to be, to bug you, to get you to think. Some and believers tend to what? Well, I, we push prayer off as a spoke. And uh, oh, we're going to go pray. Well, you should be praying. And you don't have to stand up and exercise your voice. You need to exercise your heart to God. Understand? That's prayer. You exercise your heart to God. And you don't have to stand up and give some eloquent words. And if, you, if that's all you do is stand up, then, then that's, why, that's why the... Anyway, that's our problem. So the Spirit of God, I'm trying to get you to... Don't, you've got to fix that in your heart. If you're saved, then you need to be saved and enjoy being a child of God. And therefore, the Spirit of God, which you read up in chapter 8 and verse 15, is going to say, Abba, Father. You're going to say, Abba, Father. And when you slide over to verse 26 and 27, we share together. I'll read it again. Likewise, this, this is 8, 26 and 8.27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, himself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And we need verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts, God, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit of God. God the Father knows what God the Spirit is doing, God the Son knows, because because he maketh intercession. He's talking about those things and in all of those things which maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God, God's wonderful will for your life when you come to know the Lord as your Savior. And the Spirit of God's going to do that. And we don't know what to pray for. We don't know. We can guess and anticipate and we can anticipate what you're going to, what time you're going to go to bed. You can anticipate what time you're going to go to school or work. You can anticipate it, but you don't know it for sure. You don't know it, and you have to go and trust God. And God said, God knows. God knows already. Tuesday. God knows next Wednesday. We haven't even got there. God knows all about Saturday. We haven't even got there yet. Wow. And God knows. So the Spirit of God is, is that's why it, we read in Jude in that, 20, of uh, these pray, praying in the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God's ministry is to, is to what? It, to enable you to enjoy the life of God. That's what it's for. The Spirit of God, what, what's your ministry? It's to help us believers to be able to enjoy a unique relationship to God. And in and of ourselves. We don't have it. But in the person of Jesus Christ, we do. And it's Christ in us that brings us his life. Christ, think of Colossians 3, verse 4. Christ, who is your life, who will appear, etc. So we, we have a relationship. I can't enjoy the benefits of abiding branch in the vine. I can't enjoy the benefits of the, of the vine flowing in the branch because the sap that flows in the branch isn't the sap, isn't the branch's sap or life. The life of sap or the sap flowing in the branch is from the vine. The life that you and I have when we come to know the Lord as our Savior 
is his, not ours. And the Spirit of God is the only one that can make that happen. He's the only one that can make that happen. You can't do it. I can't do it. So we have to learn to trust him. How are we going to do that? We're going to practice the relationship, vine and the branch or prayer. And we're going to do it. And we understand it's, it involves 24 everything on the wheel. There's no thing in our life, no moment in our life, that we are not to be related and looking to God and trusting him to do a wonderful work in our heart. Now, over if you would to Ephesians. And let me just do that a little different way. And in Ephesians, picking up, please, in thought. So we have in Ephesians, and I'm going to go to verse 3. I'm just going to say, make a statement. Just, just, just want you to try to follow it along. Ephesians 1, 3. Here's our, this is the believer's relationship to Almighty God in the person of Jesus Christ. The benefits, the benefits, the blessings. Verse 3. Verse, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, of Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now God did that. All of those, that's all. That's all done. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, hang on to that. Then I'm going to come back to it. Now, having said that little bit, and then slide over to all the different things that are there. Slide over, if I can, oh, to, for time's sake, over to verse chapter 2 and in verse 6. And hath, chapter 2, verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together, where and how and why, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's seated at the right hand of God in his perfect humanity. And we are, be able, we are able to be there because he's there. And the believing heart belongs to the body of Christ in a unique way. Verse 7, and in the, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So here we are, verse 1, uh, verse 3 I should say, in heavenly places, uh, and we're to draw our resources from there. Why should we draw our resources from there? Because you're seated there. You have every right, if you're a believer, to draw from God's holy, heavy, holy, happy heaven. You have every single right to draw from it without any question you do. It isn't even a question. Now hang on. <clears throat> now, sliding along. Over if I can, oh, let's see, we'll turn the page and see what happens. Over in chapter 3, picking up if I can, uh, or in, uh, so you can see it, in verse 20. And now unto him, 3 and 20. And now unto him uh, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, dynamite, dynamo, that worketh in us. So God... So God, here we are, have a unique resource being drawing from heaven. And you, when you come into the heart, just think of you, look, look at verse 17 to help you. 
3 and 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So it's a God, we're seated in heaven in Christ, and God is seated in you in Christ. God's in you. That's how he's, he's in you. So God, we have a unique relationship. That's why, so whether we're here or there, think of Second Corinthians 5, doesn't make any difference. Absent from the body is to be what? A present with the Lord. That's the way it is. So now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, over to chapter 4 and verse 1. I beseech you, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy, remember balance the scale, of the vocation wherewith you are called. And God, wonderfully, when you came to know the Lord as your Savior, gave you a whole new vocation. You have an advocation to make money to pay the bills. That's what you have. Your vocation changed. And when you got saved, your whole new reason you're even breathing is to represent his wonderful person. And you have to, you do it, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God, all that we do. And we do that. And we, in doing that as we do it, we're going to go and trust God, and God's going to do what he does. But that's our advocation. And we do work, home, school, whatever you have to do. And we have to do it. And, but it isn't, uh, it isn't our vocation anymore. Uh, God changed it. God changed it wonderfully. Now, the average Christian, probably, professing Christian, I don't sense from our world history at the moment, I don't sense uh, that is a big thing understood by the churches or by the believers. I don't think so. I don't, I don't pick that up anywhere. It should be, should be. That's the reason you're alive, is to bear record to who he is. And it isn't to go to work, it isn't to take care of your children, it isn't to do anything. It's just to be alive and enjoy his life in a most wonderful way. Now, and in doing so, in doing so, you'll notice sliding down uh, to verse 4, endeavoring to keep the unity, oneness of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So, God, And here we are looking at, uh, in, uh, in verse 3, endeavoring. Endeavoring to keep the unity, the unity making to make to make uh, to make ha- the word endeavoring make haste, do your utmost, do your best, do your best you can, uh, and what? What are we trying to do the utmost for? In order to enjoy and do your utmost in verse three, endeavoring, uh, do your utmost to keep to guard the unity of the spirit of God the bond of peace. So it's all about, and then you go and don't have any question, or whatever that means, slide to verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, uh, even as, as you are called, in one hope of your calling, and then you keep going, one, 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 one. That's what it's doing. So a whole point is to keep oneness, not have diversity, a group over here saying this, and a group over there aren't even connecting, etc. No, no, the body of believers needs to connect. Connect. Now, having said that, over, if you would, to chapter 6.
And in chapter 6, when you come to the end of the Ephesian letter, uh, you will please note, um, among other things, uh, in verse 18. And here's our word, noun and a verb. 6.18. And, uh, verse 18, uh, praying always, always, with what? All prayer. All prayer. Pray without ceasing. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, specific request. If you've got a thing, you've got a need, remember Philippians 4, 6, uh, with, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. And that's if you've got a problem, you've got something you can't look to God for, and you want resting in God, then you have to go and talk to God about it, get there, and, and you do it. We shared it, or the prayer of thanksgiving. You have to get to the point where you give God whatever, you give God and leave it with God. You'll give God and leave it with God, thank you. Thank you, God. But if you can't do that, and it keeps coming back in your head and heart, and the world around you keeps being doing what it does, and it keeps bugging you, and you have to go and keep coming back to God until you get it, until you rest with it. And you could have a problem. All of you have had them in some form or fashion. You could have some condition, problem in your life. And what do you have to do? Well, you have to keep giving it to God, and then you rest with it, don't you? That's what you do. They're working on my, I'm still trying to work on my eyes in the process of all those different things. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, I don't have, a, I, I don't have to talk to God about it. Uh, because um, God's working it out in the most wonderful way. He's letting it sit there for the moment and uh, letting it sit there. <laughs> so <laughs> now, and God's doing that. Wow. And I'm, I don't have to talk about it because I'm done with it. God's doing what he, his eyes to begin with. So we look to God. That's what you do with your things. You think you give them to God till you can leave them with God. And then you trust him. Now, having said that, have you got that part? Now, now, now where we want to go. Our time we go. You're ready. Now, when you come, after all of that, in the Ephesians 1, 3, and that you know, heavenly supply, and, and would you look with me at the last word in Ephesians chapter 6. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus in sincerity, now, I don't, I'm not going to touch that right now. It's a wonderful word. I just want you to look at the little word at the end. It says what? Amen. That's what it says. God, we have all these heavenly blessings. Amen. God, we're seated in heaven. Amen. Keep going. Keep, keep going. Now, hang on. Now, what's, what are you saying, God. What is amen? We did a whole thing in this years ago. Time goes by so far, so fast. Anyway, now, so in order to do this, this is what it's all about. What are we doing? We're learning to enjoy God's wonderful person and the surety of it and the certainty of the whole relationship and all that God has in mind and all that he's going to do. So, if we're looking at our little word, amen, it comes from the Hebrew word, 
And the, and the Hebrew word we're looking at to get it is the same. To make something firm, to make something firm, uh, to, to make it uh, have stability. Support is the key. Support, to support something. The pew supports you. You're sitting in the pew, it's supporting you. Support, support, amen. To support God, what are you doing? Amen. He's supporting, amen, support to make firm, to make solid, to make, to bind, to bind together, to bind and make it bound, bound together, firm, firm, fixed, amen, so be it, be it so, what do you mean, God, you, amen, we're going to look at it, amen, God, God amens his word, he amens his word. It is so firm, set, fixed, wonderful. God does that. And the word of God amens God. And the word of God says, thus saith the Lord, amen. That's what you're going to read. Amen. What are we doing? What are you looking for, God? Well, I'm looking for my body, the believing heart, to be able to amen who I am and what I'm saying. So what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be getting an understanding so that we can amen. And each heart that will understand to the degree and measure you want to understand, then that's the measure that we're getting to be a unity, a oneness. That you do your utmost to get this oneness, you see. The oneness, do it. And do it. Amen. See? Now, now, in order to see that a little bit, which is all we're going to do, over a few wood, please. We'll have to uh, finish somewhere. Uh, over a few wood. Uh, where to go? Over to uh, Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, if I can, picking up in chapter 8. And all I can do is, I'm out of, I'm out of sync here, So, but I'm trying to use something in the few seconds I've got here. Nehemiah and chapter 8. And here's Nehemiah, Ezra and Nehemiah. In the days of going back, the little remnant has gone back to build the temple and uh, live in Jerusalem. And uh, they're trying to survive and do right things and stay good. And in the process, Nehemiah is there. And you'll notice in Nehemiah chapter 8, may I pick up please, uh, in verse 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Just think we just did. Firm, fixed, solid, secure, certain, certainty. Amen, amen. So be it. That's, and not just one amen. Amen, amen. With, lift, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped uh, worshiped the Lord with their face uh, to the ground. Wow. That's what they did. And they did that. And what are they doing? Verse 8. So they read in the book, and the Lord and the and the 
read in the book, The Law of God, since distinctly so you could understand the words and the meaning. What is it saying? We want to know what it says. That's what we want to know. God has to help us. I want to know what it says distinctly. Now, hang on to that, and you'll notice, and, and distinctly, and gave the sense, what it meaning, and caused them to understand the reading. Now, what are they saying amen to? They're saying amen as they, they're hearing the word, and not only are they spending this day, watch, it'll encourage your heart, I think, verse 12, and all the people went uh, th- their way. This is the first day, and they said, "Amen, amen." And they went went their way because they're learning to understand. Not not their request. They get a thousand requests and ten thousand needs, and problems all over the place. But they that isn't what it's about. It's about understanding God and His your relationship to Him. Because God's the one that's outworking everything. You and I aren't doing it. What are we doing? Verse 12 again. Now the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions, and they're so excited, and, and made and great mirth because they, why are they so excited? Because they had understanding, they, and they, they had understood the words that have been declared unto them. The people understood. What are we mumbling up here for? I'm trying to get you to understand. That's the whole point. Understand what? What is God saying and what does he want? That's what it's about. And, 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 they, and they were so excited. And it used to be many years ago that that was true in our country in particular. Not anymore. But, verse 13. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe. Even, what's this? They spent the whole other day again? They must be really religious people. Even to understand the words of the law. That's what it's all about. That's why we're sitting here. Another time to study Pay attention. We, we couldn't get enough if we tried to understand, understand, understand. First grade, second grade, third grade. And then you graduate uh, in some way and begin to study the experience of trying to put what you stumbled through all those years and when you were young to put it to work and understand it in your adult life. Now, having said that, Having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, if you get, would, go with me over to the Gospel of John. And if you're reading, I'm, I can't even get you excited a little bit <laughs> to get you to see it. What? Amen. I'm, it's all over the place. You just need to see it. Uh, now, now I'm going to go New Testament. And, and if I can, John, the Gospel of John... And picking up, oh, in verse 3. John in chapter 3. And picking up, if I may, in the light of all of this, uh, in picking up, uh, in, if I can, uh, in, uh, if I, 
Uh, picking up in John chapter 3, go in verse 3. 3 and 3. Jesus said, this is to Nicodemus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, do you see the verily, verily? That's used 51 times. The Lord uses it 51 times in the Gospel of John. It means amen. It's the word amen. Verily is the word amen. And if you look confraternity, Catholic version, you would see amen, amen. Amen. Verily. And our Lord uses it 51 times. What are you saying, God? I'm trying to tell you, what I'm telling you is so. It is absolutely certain, set, firm, locked in, unchangeable. What I'm telling you. It's verily, amen. Amen. And when I say it twice, which he does, you better believe when he says, amen, amen, you better mean, God means it. <laughs> God isn't messing around. So when he says something, you, we start paying attention. Now, sliding over to verse 5. And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, there you are again, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And he's going to say it over and over and over again to all of those wonderful things that he's going to say. And in chapter 5, picking up, Chapter 5, wonderful thing. Look at it and, and lock on to it. Verse 24. Our Lord says, Verily, verily, amen, amen, I say unto you, so be it. Let it be so. Let it be certain, sure, set, no questions. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word. I want to hear it, understand it, and believe it. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, judgment, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. So that's how you get saved. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as you say, believe his word, you're passed from death unto life. Well, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. It doesn't matter whether you feel it. No one asked you to feel it. It's just an event. Something God did. It's an Amen. Amen. There's no condemnation. You're, that's because it all went to the cross. So it doesn't mean we're good guys. It just means it all went to the cross. So God, what are you doing? You're telling me, amen, 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 amen. That's what you're going to do. Now, over if I can, uh, if I can, in chapter 5, picking up, please, uh, if I, likewise, our Lord, verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Amen, amen, the Son can do nothing of himself, but that, but what he seeth the Father, uh, Father do, for what things soever uh, he doeth, uh, these also doeth the Son likewise. Now God, you're saying, now God says what? I'm the vine, you're the, you're the branch. I'm the vine. I, I am representative. I am the God incarnate. I am bringing you the only way you can ever get to God. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father but by me. I'm the only way. And the Lord Jesus said, for me to be the only way, I have to honor the Father's will. And that's what I'm doing. I honor, look at, you're right here, over to chapter 4. And in verse 34, Jesus said unto them, My meat, my food, is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. I'm going to have to finish the work. I do nothing of myself. I'm outworking the will of the Father. The Lord Jesus is going to say to you and me, John 17, As the Father sent me, he said, so send I you. And you do what? Without me you can do what? Nothing. Don't you see? You have to represent. You represent not your plan in life on planet Earth. We already do that. We need to tap on to God's rhyme and reason why we're here. And God gives us a wonderful, uh, 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 takes our ordinary life and makes it extraordinary in an awesome way. And God does that. So that as we're going, God goes and demonstrates his marvelous will in our life. God's God's will for your life. And what are we doing? Do we know God's will for our life? What are we going to do? We don't know it. We can pray the so-and-so bus train crash or something or all kinds of things we can say and uh, someone has uh, a problem physically and you can say, God, show your concern so that you don't worry about it and you look to God to to step in and and do his good will, his good will, whatever his will is. I can't say, let's say, we're going to get 500 of us And all of us are going to agree. All of us are going to be in agreement. You ready? Everyone be on the same page. We're going to pray. We're going to pray uh, that it will snow before you leave the building. Ready? So we're going to pray. Here we are. All ready? All together. Because if all of us do it together, there must be power, right? There must be power. There must be something, God. God, you've got to pay attention when it's all of us. And God says, who said so? It isn't what 500 of us say. It's what God says. Do you understand? So you want God's will for your life. And only God knows God's will for your life the next hour. And you learn to trust him. And, walk, and what are you doing? You're praying. You're praying, and you just, and then you, you can, and then you could stand up. I say, would you stand up, Al, uh, George, and all that? And he stand up, and he can pray. You're already praying. It's a way of life. So it isn't something I shall hope no one asks me because I don't know what to say. But well, it isn't a question of what to say. They say thank you. You can say thank you. God says it. You better say thank you. In everything, in what? In everything, give thanks. That's what you're doing. Wow. Now, God, here we are looking at all these things. And, God, we, we're running out. Uh, if I jump way ahead, it'll be too much. So I'm going to go to Romans. And we didn't get very far, and, and uh, what can I tell you? 
I hope you got a little bit. I'm going to have to try this again if I can think of it and help you. Because it's too big a subject. It's an awesome subject, actually. It's very rarely understood. Very rarely. Otherwise, we'd know it. Romans chapter 11, picking up, please, in the light of it all. Romans 11, O in verse, in the light, I'm going to have to go to verse 33. 1133, remember, speaking of Israel, 33, O the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? No one. Verse 35. Or who hath first given to him? No one. And it shall be recompensed unto him again. For, remember, reason. For, of him, he's the source. He's the source of everything. And through him, that's why everything exists, why the stars are all spinning up there. And the whole thing is going, and that's why the sun rises and the sun sets, and, and all the animals have food, and that's why everything keeps going, because God, you make it keep going. And the end, and to him. So God starts it, God keeps it going, and it all ends up back in his favor. It's all about God being God. That's what it is. And so of him, and through, and through him, and to him, are all things to whom be glory, to him be glory forever. And then what? Then what? Amen. So you don't want to bypass the amen. Amen. God said, listen, do you understand what I just said to you? It's all about you, God. And he says, I hope you understand the certainty and the surety of what I just told you. Amen. What are we learning to do, I hope? We're learning to pool our heads and hearts, which is not, that isn't popular, and no one wants to do it, so I can tell you now, but at least we're still trying to pool, and that's where the power is, and that's where God is, and that's what God loves to do. That's why we study God's Word as carefully as we can, to help you understand. Amen. Amen. And that's what you're doing. God, your will for our lives. Amen. God, Dorcas, if the Lord you tarry. Amen. So be it, God. So do it. At the beginning, so do it. Amen. And then amen is at the end. Amen. Let it be so. So do it. Let it be so. Amen.